Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 187 of It's Not My Fault, the OASG podcast is not popular. My name is Helen. My name is Justin. We have made it to the end of 2023 and I'm glad. I am very tired, Justin. Yeah, I've, I've, I think the past month I'm just like, I don't know why, it's just like, it's just hitting me that the year is over and I'm just getting really worn out. (laughs) I don't know how to explain this one. It's been a weird year. Mm -hmm. Definitely not my favorite year. You know, the whole COVID twice thing was always going to be a mark against it, but just I'm taking a week off of work and I'm very glad for it. (laughs) Yeah, I hope you're enjoying that nice week off, Helen. Hope you're enjoying it. You you sound so jealous. Yeah, I have to go back to work um, later this week, so it's not... Don't have the whole week off, but at least I have some time off thanks to Christmas and leftover vacation days and everything. (laughs) Oh, to be clear, I'm using vacation days for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, So yeah, we we obviously have a lot to talk about this time because end of year stuff, fall stuff, and our very special weird news of 2023, we definitely got to talk about all that. So, gonna get right all into what's been happening in the past few weeks. So, I'm gonna start with um, the Kickstarter campaign for the Macross Two uh, BDs Blu-rays have reached funding. So, the M Egos Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign for the Super Dimension Fortress Macross Macross Two Lovers again OVA has reached its funding goal within hours of launch. So. Uh, the original goal was seventy-five thousand, and the it ended up reaching by by like press time or uh, I guess uh, by hours of launch, one hundred thirty-three thousand four hundred eighteen dollars. Um, I imagine it's been more since then. The article was uh, last week, so it's probably even more than this now. But yeah, uh, definitely congrats all around. Very good. Not get to stress shows and all that good stuff. I even saw somebody point out on Twitter that the Macross 2 um, Kickstarter has now raised more money than the failed Robotech Academy Kickstarter. And yes, the Robotech Academy Kickstarter also had higher goals and same one to make new animation and everything. But I still think it's funny that it's like, yeah, the uh, potential audience for this is not interested in Robotech specifically. They want Macross. <laughs> they, they, they don't want to keep rewatching like the hacked up version from decades ago <laughs> even if it's new footage of the hacked up version from decades ago <laughs> it's like zero nobody wants hacked up stuff no one yeah. <laughs> and fortunately there's not been too much news over the past couple of weeks since we gotta talk about all the weird news of the year and fall anime news uh so let's move into licenses uh hanashi media license rio Mizukami and Kozuo's The Dark Guild Master's Smile would fit best, and Buncho Muku and Akira Kasukabe's My Pet is a Saint as light novels. I do not even remember this company. How new are they? <laughs> um, either late, early last year, or early, or late 2021, but yeah, they're still new, relatively speaking. But, um, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're definitely still new. So it is what it is. No, the, they're not wrong about thinking about who this company is. They don't. I don't think they've announced too much, but they have announced. They have a couple of stuff out already. Uh, remember the Fruit of Revolution? Okay, yeah. I'm just starting they, to feel like 
like a grandma, you know, every time it's some company, it's like, who are you again? <laughs> Helen. And I don't Helen, remember please. you. <laughs> don't, don't st- <laughs> We're just in this, been following this too long. We just be like, wow, you're just so new. <laughs> um, gonna have new Poe Clan, new Poe Clan from Fantagraphics, or specifically, Fantagraphics will be publishing more of new Poe Clan in 2025. So if you're, I think, um, this is Motohagio's newest version of Poe Clan, so that's gonna come out in 2025. But the type people over, in case you didn't have the Poe Clan is already out, they're gonna put this all in a box set. Um, it's planned for fall 2024, so be on the lookout for that. Makes you wonder if I will jump on that, but we'll see uh, when it happens. At some point, I will review the second omnibus that has been sitting on my bedroom nightstand for quite a while. Lovingly but, um, saying, hey, yeah. just read me, read me and get the conclusion. Or the clues for this one. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, Go Tanabe's Mountains of Madness um, is going to come out in a deluxe format. Of course, this is based off of H.P. Lovecraft's The Mountains of Madness. And there's also going to be more H.P. Lovecraft manga out in the U.S. Again, by Go Tanabe, it's going to be uh, The Call of Cthulhu. So, if you ever wanted to see Lovecraft as a cartoon... I guess this is your way to do it. <laughs> yep, and Dark Horse releasing uh, these uh, in 2024. I think most of these are in this, these both will be in the summer at some point, so be on the lookout for those around that time frame. And then the final bit of, I'm going to put this in quotes, licensing news. Um, the Ancient Magus Bride uh, had announced this past Thursday that they're going to be publishing Cyberpubbing, the it's gonna be Cyberpub Helen. Angel Magazine's gonna be Cyberpub. It's gonna be absolute great translation and good, great lettering from esteemed hosts. And 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 wait, what what is the, the monkey's paws curling? What, what, what is the account actually saying? The Bushy Road is using AI translation by Ma- Mantra to to release this release this simultaneously in English and Japanese after it's been on hiatus for who knows how long. Uh, actually, Helen, do you happen to know how long it's been hiatus or nah? I think Angel Magus probably was on hiatus from like. March or so back till December or so, basically just the time period when they were um, moving from the old publisher to Bushy Road. So okay. less than a year. Okay, so yeah, now basically Mantra is going to be providing AI translation translation for um, this and uh, Yamazaki's Ghost Ghost and Witch manga. Um, they're going to also add simultaneous releases in simplified Chinese uh, in May in 2024. But obviously, the big story that is still going on as this moment is the fact that um and this is actually following when the anime i believe ended uh the anime ended uh last week and then the anime this news and lots of people were not happy about this um and then after they got enough i guess criticism about this the official twitter account of the of magus bride had made a post uh, i basically had to a cliff notes version of it of it was a lot a little bit longer but basically they explained the decision why they use mantra uh this is how they feel like this is the way to combat piracy and they uh this initiative is how they it's been proven effective citing like how shuesha has been handling with the manga plus service which um, isn't using yep. like ai we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that soon um but, and then uh, they did note that overseas pub- uh, publications, so in volume format, stuff like that, if it's in your particular, like, country or area, excuse me, <clears throat> um, it's, it's still going to be the same. So there's no be no effect on that. Um, 
see, I know you have a couple things you want to also mention about this. So before I actually talk about it, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I told Justin I was gonna have a whole rant on this, but I'm just so exhausted after Christmas. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of abbreviated. So you're, you're, gonna leave the, you're gonna leave the rant to me then? Dang. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm still gonna say some things, but um. Frankly, it's just really insulting that these companies think that, oh, the, the fans want to read this so much they'll read what they know to be shitty translations. Since Mantra is actually a company that we've um, talked about a couple of times before in regards to not great AI translations. Um, like uh, translator Jen O'Donnell has an entire blog post about why AI translation, you know, is not ready for prime time now and how Mantra specifically is terrible at them. And so it's like, there's already only going to be a limited number, a limited audience size for who's going to be interested in buying chapter by chapter translations. Um, like they said, yes, people have been doing simulpubbing for years. Like Yen Press has some where you buy chapter by chapter, like um, the latest case study Vanitas, you know, and of course there's Manga Plus and there's Viz's um, Weekly Shonen Jump uh, uh, app. But um, those are being translated by, like, actual people. And so now if you're saying, we're going to combat piracy by providing a translation that's probably honestly going to be worse than a scanlation, you know, that, that's not going to work. And also the way they were saying, like, this is the best way to do it, it's like, you're acting as if nobody's been doing simulpubs before. And like I just said, people have been doing them in the U.S. for at least a good decade now. And so people have worked out, you know, that AI translations don't work well here. And just, I'm wondering like what kind of money Mantra must be offering them for them to think it's a good idea. Just, it just seems completely stupid. It's, it's, it's a very good example of misunderstanding your market, but I'm pretty sure even if this was, you know, a company in Japan saying, oh, we're going to provide American comics and we're going to do it quickly, but with, you know, AI translations and lettering, I'm pretty sure fans over there would also be in insulted. This just feels so, I would say short-sighted, but that's an insult to myself as a nearsighted person, you know, just terrible all around. No good decisions were made in the process of this, clearly, not a single one. All right, so before I actually get into my thoughts about the Bag is Bright thing, uh, yeah, we were talking about how Shuesha is definitely using um, actual translators for most of the Manga Plus stuff, but I'm, the only thing I'm going to push back on is if they're using agencies, are we 100% sure they're using, like, translators? Um, we were talking about how they use stuff like uh, Me uh, MediaBang, and I know they've used a couple other, one other agency. They've been questioning, like, what's their local, like, how the, what's the localization process, stuff like that. So I won't actually say, like, 100%. The, 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 the variance of how good the translation depends and not remember not too long ago, um, for one of their newer titles, the um, there was that one soccer something I forgot the title, but that issue where it was caught that they were using AI to letter it. <laughs> so, um, but even had, that we think was just lettering, not lettering yeah, and translation. Yeah, they, they had to get the translator to not only just translate. They had did they done the translation already for that, and then they brought her back to do the lettering too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, which is a different skill set. <laughs> yes, very different skill set. So, um, we still gotta be careful with that. But yeah, largely on the whole. Shuesha's process involving Manga Plus is decidedly different from this. This is just a case where 
I think there's no Japanese publisher being fooled and looking to cut costs. Uh, I think we've talked about, oh, and I guess there's also about situation. We've known, they, I think the editor, especially for Manga Plus, made comments about uh, trying to use like certain technology, machine translation to like kind of speed things up for certain languages. Um, I think there's also another case where this case, uh, Bushiro, which uh, they, we, we, they just got the rights to get this title and Korea Yamazaki's other title, Ghost and Witch. And I guess they want to try to obviously quickly expand their profile and everything. And obviously one way of doing that is to try to have your stuff in English. Just not like this. The, the, I will obviously not be able to tell the quality of this because I would have first have to know enough about Magus Bride to, to actually understand it. But um, I can't imagine fans would be thrilled to know, even if you could say like, oh, it's going to be free and everything. How is this really going to make you money like this? Are you sure you're not going to be losing money in the process? Is everything actually to order? Like, th there's just so many things wrong with this. The 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 piracy thing is always cited as for Japanese companies, which is fair. But that do they realize that these come out? Like, Shuresha's been doing like this for the past couple of years. Res has been doing like this the past couple of years. These things come out like at least two or three days earlier than the actual like official publication. But they're still succeeding. <laughs> they're still doing the things the right way. They're still making sure things are available as affordable as possible. So, if you're saying that you're doing it or citing Shuesha, that means you're going to be essentially doing the same things, but using a translation like this, which is still have to, it still has to be overseen. So that means whoever is doing this still needs to get paid properly, right? Are they actually getting paid to actually look over this properly? The, nope. the answer will probably be no. <laughs> uh, so that gets it to the other thing where you're basically just adding on more work when you could have had just have the translator and then the editor work on this and the letter um so if things the yeah, get something wrong you're just basically doubling tripling the work for the person who has to clean it up before it actually goes in the publication so um like for example if somebody says this AI translation is good do we have any knowledge of how the process of who was behind like editing to make sure things actually read right and everything so if, if it took like if it's long then we'll know if it actually comes like if it's sound up, we'll know if it actually was sound up properly if it comes out on time. If it doesn't, that means there are issues behind the scenes. Um, I mean, if I wanted this quality of translation, I would just find the raws online, hold my phone up to the screen, and use the Google um, Translate app using the camera <laughs> function on my phone, right. and that would probably be about the same level of quality. <laughs> right. Um, and like you mentioned, Ambushi um, Road has just picked up. Um, Koryamazaki's titles, and I was thinking that this is also a year where we've gotten the second half, or we've gotten another season of the Ancient Magus Bride anime, um, where she was a guest at Anime NYC, so it definitely feels to me like they're really trying to push her, you know, as, you know, a big name property associated with it. I'm sure the anime was in works before the, um, heard the idea for switching publishers was even an idea, but I'm sure the publisher had something to do with um, scheduling her to be available for Anime NYC. So it's clear they're putting in all this effort, and then they do something which practically undoes all that effort. It's like, what a slap in the face as a fan. As far as we know, Seven Seas is going to continue translating, putting out volumes as usual. Um, the only reason I say as far as we know is because, again, with switching a publisher, that probably means some contracts need to be renegotiated anyway. But thank God, because that will at least be fine. 
And as a friend of mine was pointing out on Twitter, now we're getting a whole bunch of people who don't realize that Seven Seas is independent of this and are going to think that all translations of it are terrible. They're not even going to look at, you know, a printed volume you see in stores because they're going to assume it's this AI translation they heard about. Yeah, I think that's the other thing where because you're going with English, obviously you're going English first, that means you're going to go for the U.S. publishers. So obviously Seven Seas, without, I mean, I'm not even sure if they were aware of this. Like, they probably had no knowledge of this whatsoever. I would assume not. The Japanese public, they, they have no idea. So they can't really, it's hard for them to even respond to this because um, they probably weren't involved in any part, part of the process of this. And then... I guess this is where the, the case where this obviously seven seasons do some pub, pubbing in, in general. Um, they've just been calling a crossfire stuff that they can't, they, that's out of their control. Um, this obviously also raised up a question of hey, yeah, like, give, me, give me that AI translation, give me that, I'll, I'll take it, yeah, for, screw those localizers and everything. And I'm just like, okay, here, here's what I'm gonna be like. Right, I'm guys. sure that the Seven Seas Union would have something to say about that. Here, 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 here guys, here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play along, right? I'm gonna play along. Okay, so you, you talked about obviously Michoko Tensei, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had the issue with the, the childhood friends. Okay, gotcha, got you. Uh, what else? Seven Seas had the love. love I'm in love with the villainous. Okay, that's three. Yeah, Classroom yeah. of the Elite. Classroom of the Elite. That's four. Is four. Okay, uh, I I can probably maybe say that maybe be other things. Five, six. Okay, you you do realize there's like a me and I'm just spitballing here there's like at least twenty thousand manga volumes light novels that get published and i'm probably even more than that maybe a little less than that but the point is there is so much manga and light novels that get released every single year and it seems to just mysteriously go up i don't know how it just does um and in, uh, even if i'm saying like it's like overblown like how much that gets published every year the fact is there's still a lot that gets published yeah, I think year. our best guess is about 2,400 volumes of uh, light novels and manga every year since on our own internal tracking spreadsheet where we're trying to track, you know, what's coming out for reviews. There's usually about 200 entries a month of both light novels and manga combined. And I'm, and I'm not even counting stuff like, I'm just talking, if we go like l- regular publishers, like stuff to play, like that, that's put in print and everything like that. Okay, but then I'm also talking about digital only stuff stuff from companies that only release digitally it's a lot that comes out every year so the fact is if you're only citing those amount of stories out of that amount that probably means the business is probably doing well i think everybody's doing their jobs as properly as they can um so yeah this whole thing about localizers is just kind of annoying because it's it's clear nobody actually cares about the whole process they think that oh yeah the translators on their own no it's being looked at by a couple people <laughs> it goes through rounds of edits rounds of things and it all comes together and then at some point they see if they can check this off with the publisher the Japanese publisher if they can and then it's all set so um this whole hand ringing thing is just very annoying i will say like like in seven seas kind of definitely contributed to that part of it where they there's things that should have known better um but in this case you're basically Finding an audience that a doesn't probably buy too much of a shimanga, <laughs> they probably don't buy it that that often. So that the, their their complaints are just like, why does it matter? Because <laughs> they don't, they're not, the, they're not the supposed audience. And then, I guess two, it's just like, they they don't even seem to like understand the entire localization process in general. So it's hard to like argue with any of like people like that when they only have that one mindset. Or and don't seem to understand anything else. So, 
um, it's such that this is something that generated just from this whole thing about AI translation, which, by the way, it can always be worse. It can always be worse for AI translation. <laughs> and it, whether they feel like, oh, yeah, it's best to get a robot or it's best to have really dry, boring translations. Um, nobody actually wants that. Like, I will tell you this. Like, um, I am very fortunate and very glad that Kodansha is releasing life the, by Keiko Sonobu because the, the translations that I saw or had to find were just very bad. Because <laughs> I think they tried to translate that into a Korean version. <laughs> um, that the, the scans for that are just not very good. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it's just not all around and I'm very sad that this has to be one of the ways to end the year because it's just stuff thing like these companies should know better Japanese companies should know better uh, but we'll see how, like, how this is going to go moving forward because um, it's obviously not being the first time we talk about AI uh, I assume in, next, uh, in 2024 alright so we did have some streaming news for, over the past couple of weeks uh, you can now watch um, the Psychopaths movie Providence on Crunchyroll. At this point, I've lost track of the Psychopaths franchise, so I have no idea where this fits into anything. I'm assuming it's the latest movie, whatever that means. Um, High Dive is going to be streaming the Tunnel to Summer and the Exit of Goodbye anime films starting January 2nd, both the sub and the dub. And most excitingly for me, possibly most excitingly for Justin as well, um, Netflix has announced they're going to be uh, streaming uh, Delicious in Dungeon on a weekly basis, uh, I think simul-dubbed and subtitled, starting on January 4th, which is nice since before it had sounded like this was going to be sort of a dump and drop thing, which is kind of terrible for any long-lasting discussions. So very happy to see that this it's, will be weekly it's, instead. It's, it's great, Helen. It's getting, the, it's getting that my Happy Mary's treatment. Same day simul-dub and pub. It's great. Was Fantastic. that the same day simul-dub? It I was. Dub was a it little was. Delayed. Nope. Okay. It came out all say uh, every language. It came out the same day. Yay! All right. So on the the weird news of the past few weeks, um, yes, that's why right. before we start about the actual main topics, we got some of the weird news that happened the past few weeks. Because um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about later on. So, uh, Butare uh, um it's it, his last episode. I think is delayed. Uh, I'm not sure if it's well. Okay, it could be. It says twelve episode. I guess I'll, I don't think it was a thirteen episode series, but uh, I think this is a lot. Should be the last episode, but it's twelve episode has been delayed because well, they're out of slots. Uh, you got the holidays coming up, so now it's a case where wait, where are we gonna find a slot to air this, this episode? So it's not gonna air until after January 2024. And the reason this is happening because they had to delay the ninth episode. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. So yeah, that that that's unfortunate for for that. Project number nine will, will have to still animate more pigs in, in the East Sky world. And I mean, uh, given the quality I've seen of the last few episodes, uh, yeah, they need some more time. <laughs> uh, this was announced at the Jump Festa, or well, a bunch of, you know, Shonen Jump announcements, all that good stuff. And just when you thought the One Piece was over, we now have the One Piece. Um, so, yes, Netflix. Is and which studio is going to be working on basically the One Piece, uh, One Piece anime series? It's going to be a supposed remake, and this is where I first thought, you know what, the the anime industry might might be cooked. <laughs> if we if we didn't think it was already cooked, it might be cooked because you we, we do realize that the One Piece 
anime is still going, right? Wit, Toei, Toei, you produce, you produce this with with. You're the ones producing this. What's happening here? But see, they want to have more money to build their money castle out of. But they're already making enough money out of One Piece. How much more do they want to make? Well, as much as they can. Well, That's capitalism, okay. baby. Okay. Um, and I, I, okay, okay. All seriousness, actually, I will be serious about this because um, I will admit, I will at least point out this is kind of more unique case, more of an edge case, honestly, because. Obviously, One Piece has been around for like 20-something years. <laughs> it's still going. And um, usually we do get the Shonen Jump remakes and everything. That's not that's something that always has always happened, uh, especially if it's popular enough. It's been a long time. If it's a popular series and everything, it usually gets remakes. We can go to the lineup, Hunter x Hunter. Um, uh, what else? A bunch of uh, Dragon Quest. That's another one. But yeah, you go through the history of Shonen Jump. There's going to be remakes at some point. Um, you don't usually get a remake of something that's still ongoing. <laughs> um, so first of all, my first thought when I heard that this was going to go on Netflix, Netflix is kind of pushing this one. <laughs> they obviously had much success with the One Piece um, uh, live action, and they just kind of want their own edition of uh, One Piece on their service, exclusively on their service. So I guess that's one thing. And... Who knows what this is going to mean in general in terms of like who's going to be dubbing this, uh, how, what exactly are they going to be adapting, what's the pacing, how's it going to look, all that stuff. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be ready for next year. Seems like it's definitely something either maybe late next year, but probably I'm thinking 2025, which means this is really early to announce this. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, on that other hand, it's just like, why, why are we. Wait, why are you doing this to yourselves? Go work. Go back to working on Bookworm, please. Just do that instead, please. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't look at this, but um, beyond the headline, but um, Oshinokyo's um, Pion, uh, in-world fictional um, <laughs> fitness YouTuber is now getting his own real life. YouTube series. Um, I don't know. Hachibario! <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Pion is supposed to be here. Um, I'm scrolling down and I'm not sure. Uh, ah, <laughs> quoting Anon. So, just like in the anime series, Pion is shrouded in mystery. So, um, there we go, guys. If you need something new to work out to in 2024, be like anime girls. Go, go watch Pion's videos. <laughs> <laughs> and let's um, see um 87 year old um masako um nozawa i um oh no um masako nozawa um accepted an award for her voice acting i think it's the kikuchi khan prize and says that she continue she plans to uh, blah 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 sorry i'm really tired words okay <laughs> She plans to keep voice acting. She is not planning to retire yet. In fact, she is not planning to retire until she is 182. She is currently 87 years old. So this would be, like, almost another 100 years. Uh, good for her. Uh, I can only aspire to live to 187. Much less keep working till then. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. I 182 sounds like 
yeah, that sounds too old. I don't know. <laughs> I hate to say this, but yeah, that 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 might be too much for me. <laughs> but yeah, good luck. Good luck, Masako. Good luck. Uh, and I found a bit of weird news, which is only more from my speed. No more A3, we think. Uh, it does feel like the video game place somewhere in Los Angeles. I think it was where Anime Expo is located. Um, obviously, they, they tried this before where they kind of ended E3, but then they came back. Then it ended again. And I think this time it's probably dead. The, the video game industry just not really... The, the way it is constructed from basically following it for from afar. I don't like play games that much anymore, but I still kind of follow the video games just a bit. It's kind of no really place for E3, honestly. Um, I will say I will miss E3 because obviously it was something I grew up with uh, when I especially like looking through like Nintendo Power and everything and then watching it you know, on TV. Um, those were definitely some interesting times, but yeah. Uh, see E3, it was nice knowing you. Uh, but we'll have to move on from you. All right, it is time to talk about the fall 2023 anime, at which point I informed Justin I finished basically nothing because I've just really burnt out the past couple of weeks. Uh, okay, here's my defense. My defense is that for those couple of weeks when Turn A Gundam was streaming on the um, Gundam Info YouTube channel, I was watching those during my lunch, and I realized I was enjoying that almost more than anything else I was watching. That, you know, that, that was just making me excited, you know, to watch stuff every day. I was engaged. And I was kind of like, what is the fucking point of watching all these other things that I'm not nearly as interested in? So I've got a bunch of titles, which I've dropped for the moment. Maybe I'll be in the mind to finish watching them later. And then a couple of things like 16-bit sensation where, nope, gave it one more episode. I'm done. That, that character is just bothering me too much. I don't care if she's supposed to be 19. She's a stupid 19-year-old. Okay, but, well, hey, you know, not all 19-year-olds are the same, you know? <laughs> I mean, sure. Also, it was so weird. I totally thought she was older since she already has a job in the game industry. So I thought she was post-college, but no, she's 19. And it's like, this both explains things and also does not excuse her stupidity. <laughs> but you didn't watch that one, so you can't contradict me on any point of it. At some point, I will try to watch this because video games or at least... A history of kind of a section of video games that kind of interests me even though i would wonder if i would be able to survive the voice because i know that was one of the big sticking points when seeing the reviews about just how she was talking <laughs> everything that was one of the things um before i actually talk about the fall season helen i will actually talk about the show that aired in the summer didn't finish in the summer but it finished as a grand finale on christmas day well Sort of, sort of, yeah. On grand, it is a grand, it's called a grand finale, but it's just the last three episodes of Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead, which I finished. And like I said, when I mentioned this in the um, summer review, there weren't too many standouts of that season, but there was a few for me. My happy memory was just one, and the other was Zom 100. And it ended exactly as wacky and expect and well I've read the manga so I already know what's gonna happen but it was nice to see it animated uh, nice to see Akira and the crew they went to his hometown they went to the nice enjoy the farm life and then we had the knockoff Zama Hundred crew that that had their own particular bucket list of evil and their notebook of evil and wanted to do 
crazy things like mess up society. <laughs> Why would you want to mess up society when society is already messed up? What is wrong with all y'all? Um, but yeah. I mean, uh, there's no society left for them to mess up. Exactly, really. right? Exactly. There is very little society. What, what is wrong with y'all? Um, we don't live in a society. Um, but yeah, uh, had a great time with it fun series um like i said it's it's one of those cases where it really depends on how seriously you actually want to take this i think i enjoyed how it just takes the usual zombie um oh yeah it's very serious you gotta try to save it and everything gotta survive it's always very serious but this is obviously a more light-hearted take on it it does again get some serious moments with these characters but the overall tone is he has a couple bros and Everybody just wanted to hang out and still have a good time trying to live it up before they actually turn into zombies. Which, by the way, that basically means by the end of this this series, everybody's going to turn into a zombie. There you go. That is the conclusion. I mean, they could figure out a cure. I mean, that sometimes happens in zombie stories. That's the thing. That's more conventional. Now, whether I want that... I feel like most zombie stories I'm familiar with kind of go for more of the existential, we're all going to die anyway in the end. I don't think I've seen too many that actually like, succeed in finding a cure. I feel like they try or like say that they want to do that. Um, at least for like the first, most for most of Zom 100, they don't try, like obviously just trying to enjoy going around Japan and everything. So it's like, uh, I found that personally a little bit of a decent twist for me. Um, and then obviously these zombies are just wacky. So there you go. Um, so yeah, yeah, I did not have time to watch the last three episodes since they came out like 24 hours ago, but definitely going to. Right. Uh, and I guess the only ones that I will kind of briefly talk about. First one is Tokyo Avengers Season 3, which actually ended today, but I actually unfortunately did not get a chance to watch this before this episode, before recording this episode. So um, I will say it's a lot stronger season than Season 2. But it's just, again, Takamichi somehow crying his way to victory. That's really what it comes down to. There's no getting around it. That is very much the gimmick. The only real thing that happened was one of the main characters alongside him was shot and definitely died. Oh my god, they got more guns than than you've got in ZOM 100. But um, Takamichi was able to go back, back in time before, or during this happening so he's hot he's trying to make sure when it goes back he can try to reverse this but whether he does i'm not i'm not sure yet because um tune in next time (laughs) just watch the episode but um yeah it's very just interesting just like there's still good stuff in tokyo avengers the the animation just doesn't cut it (laughs) that's unfortunately (laughs) the the big problem um it didn't really cut it in season one but it definitely had a lot going for it First of all, being on Crunchyroll was probably one thing than it, 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 usual. But but these past few seasons, you can definitely tell leading films and their animation is just, it, it definitely leaves you much to be desired. Um, and it's very unfortunate in that respect. Because um, you're not having compelling, like, things happening on screen. That means basically down to the characters and the voices and how things move. So it, it doesn't always work out that way. So, um, yeah. That, not... I still I still enjoy the series, but obviously it's definitely not going to reach its levels of season one for sure. Excuse me. Um, I guess the comparison would be Jujutsu Kaisen season two, which also hasn't ended yet. This one is going to end um, Thursday. Um, just one episode left, but yeah, I will say that I largely enjoyed the season. Uh, obviously, 
it cannot compare to the hidden inventory arc because that was more compressed. Uh, that seemed to have more planning done or more time and scheduling planned than this uh, particular arc. And I guess that makes sense in one way because Chibi arc was really long, really long. Maybe unnecessarily too long. Um, but it's, it is a little telling that they had a three-week break after the hidden inventory arc. And it still obviously wasn't enough to try to, like, work out a feasible schedule. Because there were some definitely episodes where you could tell they were definitely struggling to get things out of the door. Um, I think the infamous one was the... <laughs> so they only got to 30% of what they want to achieve. That actually was, like, visually still arresting in certain places. But then also, in that episode, there were definitely things you could tell were unfinished. Like, if you're watching the anime, you could be like, yeah, that's definitely going to be corrected by a lot when the Blu-rays come out, for sure. Um, it's not something you actually would want to see on TV. Um, so yeah, MAPPA, not great, MAPPA, not great. Definitely a testament to the talent. Um, I think that also wants to do this series as well. I think that's also a major factor. Um, but basically, it's all about the talent, who's at the animators who's been basically doing the series, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think story-wise, it's definitely all over the place. Sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. Um, it does leave that feeling of, I kind of think, go, go back to, if I'm not wanting to tune in every week, that probably means it's not doing the job. But despite the fact some of those issues, I've been still wanting to figure out how the heck Yuji, Gojo, and the whole entire crew is going to get out of this situation every week. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely one of the standouts of the season for sure. And I guess same with U Umusume Season 3, which also didn't finish. This will finish tomorrow. I'm um, curious what's going to happen moving forward. What's going to be next? Going to get another uh, season? Going to get a movie? I know it's still it's relatively still popular in Japan. It's definitely not. It doesn't feel like it's popular over overseas, or at least like in the U.S. Um, but yeah, obviously, more horse girls, more racing, more drama. And we, we're following somebody that doesn't actually get hurt, but has to retire due to them their skills declining say it ain't so keep the sun black say it ain't so um it's obviously the part where i point out this this is based off of, like real horses and everything you cannot actually wiki or google like the the actual horse name because you might just get spoiled <laughs> can't can't do that with Umusume. i mean just because <laughs> the the horse dies in real life doesn't mean the horse girl has to die <laughs> actually it's always like, funny because you obviously still see like it's, it's always weird with Umusume because you obviously see the the prat the past horse girls but they're still like they're still not like they're still around everything not dying but they're just not obviously competing anymore uh but it but it's always funny to see that because obviously they're still not dead they're not dead or anything um uh, but they're just not this this, this they just went off to the farm yeah it's <laughs> they're, they're in the background characters now <laughs> but um i still think it's a pretty good season very enjoyable for sure All right, so as we already discussed, I gave 16-Bit Sensation another episode, and nope, that is a hard drop from me. And then, let's see, for shows that I started, may finish someday, but definitely didn't for the time for this podcast. Uh, that includes Bullbuster, Overtake, I'm in Love with the Villainous, and the anime version of um, Ancient Magus Bride. Uh yeah, just none of them compelled me to keep going. Uh, let's see. And I'll, and I'll admit, I finished Saints Magic Powers Omnipotent um, Season 2 
which I suspect is probably the end for the series, since we, we seem to reach a good endgame there. But even that just felt a little flat. I'm wondering if I would have liked the light novels better or what. It just didn't grab me as much. I think it just felt a little too quickly paced. Everything seemed to be resolved a little too neatly for me. I think I wanted a little bit more grippy drama. It's interesting you said it because obviously the season could not have started out any slower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh like you basically had that nice battle with this dragon, this undead-looking dragon, and they then cut to oh no, we're gonna go back to what actually happening at this particular time. This happens later on in the series, but we gotta keep you interested in what Sage's doing right now. Um, and clearly, it worked on Justin. <laughs> just as I still cut. <laughs> what? <laughs> hmm. What's up? Oh, I said clearly it worked on you. It kept your butt in the seat to finish watching. No, actually, I would say, like, it kind of didn't. <laughs> uh, this is still a fine season, honestly. I And I, I actually do kind of like the ending. It does kind of wrap things up on how Say and Hawk's journey towards romance is gone. I, w- I would say that part. But um, before that, just leaving up to it was just kind of slow, kind of like, not all over the place, but definitely more relaxed pace for sure, which I guess this is technically what this series has always kind of, like, featured um it's obviously never gonna be like this whole thing even though say is a saint uh i guess in this case because say has her now recognized as a holy saint this means she's more to do right uh and that does happen later on but i would say overall yeah this pace this this uh 16 was okay i think it technically ended in a pretty good spot um whatever there's more of it who knows but definitely felt like a now you remember continue reading light novels or read the manga. There you go. Um, all right, gonna try to run into or run through a couple of the shows that I had watched. Um, the only show I ended up dropping, but it had like a large list and everything. That's also continued. That's also includes shows that are continuing and everything. That would be Kingdoms of Ruin, which I basically dropped because the visuals, the story is already crazy as it's and whack as it as it already is. But that's fair enough. I can know the 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 story can be kind of whack, but the the, the visuals are just taking a down downgrade every episode. First episode was paced pretty well, looked visually stand out, very good, and everything. Everything since then has been just very bad. And I would say I've heard it got worse <laughs> since. Uh, I, I mean, that is the most positive thing I've heard anybody say about that show all season. It is definitely it fell off for sure. <laughs> I heard it didn't even start off good. <laughs> no, no. Funny enough, it started out decently enough. Like you'll definitely, if if you if you you want to, if you you want to do something funny, you want to do something funny. You don't have to actually do this, but if you check out the reviews on Crunchyroll for episode one and then go to episode. Is either five or six. There was a significant, and I mean, significant difference in, in in terms of actual like. At one point, it was rated like four point eight for like one to five. The ratings are not very good now. <laughs> like it knows that for sure. Um, so yeah, I jumped. I I, I jumped off the ship early for, for that one. Um, the you next, didn't let it ruin your anime watching experience. It obviously will not. <laughs> um, this is all kind of in the same. These next three are in the same kind of. I was trying to figure out where to rate this and everything. I was just like, okay, these are kind of good, basically the same due to the quality. I'm giving the disgrace novelty that rescued the crash course and naughtiness. My daughter left the nest and returned to Astrake adventure. Outdating story, the experienced you and the inexperienced me. I think these are all in the kind of quality where I'm just like, why don't y'all look better? Or I guess for. Disgraced, disgraced over lady, you look good, 
but then why is everything paced like this? And then also, they made one switch. I've written light now over this. They made one switch involving the relationship between Charlotte and Alan. And I was like, okay, so they're teasing like this when they had already gotten together at this point. I see what you're trying to do here, Anime Studio. I see what you're trying to do here. You're ruining everything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just to kind of quickly go over that. Um, yeah, no way it looks visually fine to me personally, and to, especially compared to the next couple shows I'm going to talk about. Um, but then, yeah, the pacing is kind of off. And then, obviously, the humor is supposed to be in the fact that, oh, they're going to do naughty things. But the actual naughty thing is just making sure she eats cake and can somehow heal after her experience getting essentially, like, uh, treated as a villainess or treated as somebody that actually committed a crime in the Evans family for Charlotte. Um, but, yeah, just something like this didn't always work. It was still, like, nice just to see. Like I said, it's just pleasant and everything, but nothing that really stood out. Um, my daughter left Ness. Um, again, it's just basically comes down to Ange and Belgrave. Very good relationship. Very just like nice father son, uh, father daughter uh, pairing. Um, that doesn't obviously get anywhere. It just it stays like that. No worries about anything wrong or anything like that. Visually, it is probably a disaster. <laughs> but yeah, that's for, why I tried out but, the manga on J Novel Club, and I've been enjoying that. But I looked at the visuals for the anime, and I went, "Nah, I'll just stick and, with the and, manga." And then there are some parts of the visuals that work, especially for the backgrounds for this series that are very good. But any sort of motion, you can tell they just uh, Typhoon Graphics. They did not want to do a single bit of action in this series, <laughs> not even one. And the ones they did want to do, they chose the wrong series. Then they, they, they well. I mean, I have no choice but to choose stuff like this. But um, the they, the one times they or the couple times they had to actually do more than one thing in terms of action, it was just very very bad. And it was definitely at least one episode where it just totally like looked like it melted. <laughs> it's like not. It, you will definitely see if if there, you have these Sakuga Twitter accounts, you will not see a Sakuga from the series whatsoever. The anti Sakuga. <laughs> What was it called? Pe- they call it Pekiko or something like that? Or something, yeah, just, <laughs> so, so, something really bad. Yeah, like, uh, I think they were tweeting out the... I knew about the Pekiko thing because uh, they had the girl in the guard dog uh, animation. They tweeted Ooh, that yes. out. They, they, that's how I knew about the Pe- Pekiko. So <laughs> you, you will probably find S-Rank daughter visuals over there. I don't think it deserves it because overall it's just like a lighter fantasy series and everything so it's just kind of pleasant in that respect but yeah visually it's just bad <laughs> and also joining it is our dating story which has actual interesting plot line where it involves a girl who was just dating guys because and she wanted to make sure that they loved her and everything but obviously the guys didn't actually like her but they got the standard oh no i'm just so scared I'm sh-. well not really shut in but very like obviously um somewhat antisocial and just not really obviously dealing with girls like that but he gets he does a dare the girl says yes, but then they end up learning more about each other in ways that ended up helping them in their lives. Um, it gets a little drama heady in the second half because they introduced a sister who at the time we didn't know was a sister because um, they obviously don't look the same, but they're two different parts of the family. So um, it's a little different in that respect. But, um, but despite that, Overall, the story was fine, but the animation and the visuals were just not very good. <laughs> just, this, this, Angie, please stop doing this to everybody. Just please, Katakawa, why do you let this happen? I know you want to like market your shows and everything, but this is the wrong way of doing it. Like, it, it, it always gets me into a rant about like what these production committees and companies want to accomplish when they do this. Do they, do they want these properties to succeed like they want to, or 
do they just kind of like don't care i guess maybe just want that little bit of boost who knows but yeah it's just very annoying when it gets to that but yeah these three are like i wouldn't recommend these honestly because they just have so many other issues that make it very difficult to recommend uh these next two yeah these next two i recommend with caveats because um I'm in love with the villain. It also has kind of a similar issue as the others, where I don't think the animation was very good at points. Um, and like I said, same with the S rank. Not as egregious, but same with S rank. The battles that happen in this series are not very good. <laughs> it's not. They're, they're, I'm not sure the studio tried to to animate any of that. Um, I don't really feel like there's like any like. You're trying to like also like bring to life of light now into an anime you gotta actually do more to just show what's exactly what's there so there's i don't feel like there was like any like particular direction like making things better or anything like that there's gonna be another show i'm gonna talk about that has the same thing that i like a lot more because it actually tried to do directing and actually do what it could with its budget to actually try to make things better um but yeah so yeah that part all that was fun but uh i was not very good but ultimately i was kind of compelled by everything between ray and claire um the only thing i would argue or kind of just say i didn't like was the fact that i obviously it's claire's being assumed and everything like that but i feel like at no point that i really felt like she actually liked ray that much until like we got to the latter part of things where obviously the tension escalated thanks to the appearance of one other character uh manaria um I am sure there was obviously hints here and there, but I felt like there was not enough. I wonder if I read the light novel, if things were a little bit better in that respect. But in terms of anime, I don't think it really showed that enough until close to the end. But aside from that part, I pretty much kind of enjoyed the energy, the kind of chaoticness of Ray trying to get this girl. Um, obviously, it's stuck in a, 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 a uh, Otome game, so got it in the video game, so um, still got the conventions there. And it's 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 interesting to see how Ray kind of navigates that, but also kind of coming in terms of how her original life was, um, and then how she's gonna try, how she's handling her new life. So um, this is a show I would kind of I would recommend, but I would probably recommend you read the, the original source first <laughs> and then check out the anime. Um, and then finally, the hundred girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. Um, the start, I didn't think it started very well to me, but then it got better as the show go, as the series go on. And I obviously got way more crazy when the mother showed up. So yeah, that that was that was great, fantastic. Definitely get your headphones for that one. You you definitely don't need your headphones for the fun episode of that. Even though the actual thing that happens is well, it, it may involve dressing and clothing and everything like that. But um, ultimately, this was a pretty fun series, um, crazy series. Definitely something you could tell the. The animators definitely wanted to enjoy doing it. Enjoy doing, uh, and looking forward to how season two is gonna somehow raise the harem count to what ten <laughs> before before it's all over. It's like man's at like six now, right? Five, six. Uh, he's got more. He's got ninety four, ninety three to go. Long long way to go. It's gonna be the, the the one piece of 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 harem anime. There you go. Okay, so I only have two other shows to talk about. I want them not even really because um, I'm currently on Apothecary Diaries, but that's running for another season, so we're not really going to talk about that now. I mean, except to say that briefly. yes, I mean Justin, you've already talked so much. I thought you would enjoy a chance to not talk. Um, 
I was just going to say that I'm still enjoying this adaptation. I feel like it's a really good adaptation in terms of... It, it just shows that the staff seems to have had enough time to really think about the series and be thoughtful in what little changes they're making while adapting it from, you know, a book to an anime series. The visuals are really nice. So I am just enjoying that all around every week. And every week it's like, I want more. I want more. Why do I not have more yet? Um, which also matches since the books are very, very bingeable. And so um, the only other show I had to talk about is Tear Moon Empire, which I haven't had time yet to watch the last episode because again, we are recording this the day after Christmas and the past few days for me have been entirely too busy. But um, I am sure that the last episode is not going to change my feelings very much on this seems like a fairly solid adaptation. Uh, I remember when the original trailers came out, I was worried that it might be getting shafted in terms of just looking kind of stiff and bland, but that honestly hasn't really been an issue in the series. It's definitely not the most elaborate on screen, but it doesn't feel cheap either. Um, it's definitely capturing, you know, what I enjoy about the original, which is Mia trying to act in the interest of self-preservation, but everyone around her is so desperate for like societal change that they are like, she must be proposing that we do this new thing. We shall go off and do this new thing in her name and kind of giving her a better reputation than she certainly set out to do. But, you know, she's not opposed to the idea of making her country a better place so that people don't rebel and like guillotine her at the end. You know, she's very pro that, you know, it's the Mia first agenda. <laughs> so definitely enjoying it, feeling like it's been a pretty solid adaptation. And thankfully, because this has gotten an anime adaptation, that means there's merch for this series, including an upcoming Nendroid of Mia. And yes, the Nendroid does have a little guillotine, like acrylic stand, you know, chasing her, you know, for recreating that oh-so-pivotal scene of Mia getting chased by a guillotine at least once every episode in her, um, in her mind. There cannot be a, a Tear Moon episode, episode without her being chased by a guillotine at some point. <laughs> in, in yep, the, every episode's got to have food and a guillotine. You know, them's the rules. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I will quickly add that this is definitely, that was definitely one of my favorite shows of the season for sure. Um, and is the GOAT the greatest of all time just in terms of just like whatever goes in her brain is just like, it just it just shows how much she is so devoted to Anne being right and correct and just <laughs> it just works out where she just has to make sure it it goes to it, it works out exactly like that. Um, and then you you I I know you read the the source material, but it's 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 funny how basically Anne's comment for that one particular scene uh, when she has a sword next to when um. Mia basically has a sword against her, and she could definitely be killed in that particular point. And then Anne says, "Hey, do this, run!" And yeah, that that whole whole scenario that that's hilarious. Um, yeah, the I, one I thing that threw spoiled. me off what with happens, Kira Moon was that hilarious. I didn't remember having I didn't remember having seen pictures of Dion before. You know, Mia's killer in a previous life and so i was unex i was surprised by how bishonen he looked he looks like this young bishonen man i'm like oh that's that that's a mental gap between you know hard-blooded killer and now fairly loyal supporter of mia he yeah. seems to be one of the people who has the most idea that she is bullshitting her way through most of this but he's still you know uh along the lines of well if we're going for the same goal anyway <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll make it work <laughs> um 
yeah, at some point I want to just kind of read the light novels. I still have volume two, which my understanding is this is what the anime adapted. They adapted the first two volumes. Yep, since uh, the first two make up their own little arc. So um, going to try to hopefully read that volume two at some point. Um, oh, and if you do ever read them, you will understand why I'm making a bad joke here. But I want you to know that the official canonical ship name for Mia and Abel is Mia Bo. Um, there. Well, you will understand later. I hope to understand before 2024, but I will not make any promises. If I you would need to start reading Volume 3 for it to make sense, and oh, then you will okay. understand it. Then it will definitely be in 2024. <laughs> okay, it will definitely be 2024. Um, okay, I will try to get through these next couple kind of quick, because you've already told me all the anime you watched and were able to continue, and I have stuff that I watched and finished, and oh boy, but at least it's all good stuff. For me, at least. Uh, so let's see. We'll talk about Team Rampart Barry. So yeah, that was one of my favorites. Like I said, I mentioned earlier about how sometimes being able to direct and visually like do your thing in shows is very important. So you go to shine. I am in love with the villainess. You can already see what the heck the director. I think it's on Masumi Ando who's directing Shy. You can already see the the veteran the, the presence is being felt for pretty much anything Shy and the rest of the superheroes do. Now the only real misgiving I have. For this um, first season of Shy, is the pacing. They obviously was holding material back, obviously, for, I guess, the next season. Um, so, like, this last arc where they were spending their time at an orphanage, it took like it felt like it took kind of long. I'm curious if I read the manga version, like, how fast that really took. Um, like, it wasn't really that long in a manga. Um, and I think in certain parts, vis- the visuals don't really stand out too much. But then you get into the other stuff where, okay, they're definitely framing spirits, and her backstory is really good. This is the, it's obviously very tragic, but the way it's executed on screen is very interesting, very entertaining. Um, how shy ends up overcoming all the challenges that happens between being, her, you know, uh, very shy. It's just the social anxiety is just pouring out of her, but when she needs to be a hero, she shows it. Um, so, yeah, just lots of good stuff for shy. I enjoyed it. I'm um, definitely looking forward to the second season whenever that comes out. Uh, let's see. Is the second season confirmed? Yeah, yeah, it's confirmed. Uh, just, it's, so the thing is, I already knew early that was going to happen. Like, this was late, this was late throw at the start of the season. It's just a case of whether it was going to be a split season, like in parts, or they just going to have it like come out later, and it's going to come out later. So we'll have to see when season two is going to come out. But um, yeah, I, I knew about it. It's just a case of when. Um, let's see. Um, it's funny because I ended up not liking Goblin Slayer the first season too much. Like it was okay, but it was all it was like it wasn't anything like special to me. And I watched the movie, and I was like, eh. it's a little bit better than the show, but mm, t- too many issues, and especially with how some of the action was portrayed, it, looked, it felt like they cut some stuff. It's like yeah, the, the movie for me, I don't think really worked for that for Goblin Slayer. For some reason, I like season two a lot. Um, it's obviously a different approach because obviously it's like, but what about the Goblin Slayer? I mean, there's still Goblin Slaying. I mean, it's called Goblin Slayer. It, there is, unfortunately, for or better or for worse, uh, there has to be at least some version of Goblin Slaying. Um, and that also means portraying the nobility, especially ignorant nobles, not realizing, yes, goblins are a threat. Have you not paid attention to the news? Oh, are, are you just ignoring the common news? Okay, maybe that's probably why. But, but the point is, um, there are still some obviously conventions that the, the, the series follows, but I can't deny some of it's kind of fun. 
they obviously started the season off with the wizard boy who uh, is the sister of somebody that the priestess knows um, they then obviously transition over to the um, there's a elf wedding that's happening and that involves the goblin slayer and his crew um, there's lots of things that happen that honestly it's kind of interesting kind of fun and visually, this is obviously something that was interesting because I was looking at how White Fox did theirs compared to leading films. And I'm like, is leading films somehow better? <laughs> how? It's time just... Sh- like, it's definitely got to get used to, like, the changes, but I think it works better from how leading films did it. I, I can obviously guess there'll be differences in opinion on that one, but personally, I found that a little bit better. Um, so, yeah. Fun season, personally, for me. Definitely liked it. Um don't know if we're gonna get more but if this is it it definitely ended up at a decent place um spy x family season two obviously the big highlight was was the cruise ship arc because that was obviously animated with everything known to man uh had that cool fight with yor and the whole assassins <laughs> just as awesome as it was in manga form <laughs> um but yeah um i think the quality of uh, Spy X Family is still, you know, depends on what you're in for. If you're into more of the Anya's gimmicks and everything is cool, that's good. You're somehow into everything that involves um, Twilight and uh, what's her face? Fiona, Fiona. And then also Yuri and his, and his, uh, his exception with his sister. That's fine too. Is That's your preference. But that the, the it's, it basically appeals to certain people. Yeah, part A, part, part A, part B, they appeal to certain people. So, um, personally, that means it's all just going to be all around a solid season of Spike's Family, and obviously we got the movie. So, this will doubtfully be obviously not the, the, the last time we talk about this series. And then Dr. Stone, New World Part 1. Sorry, Dr. Stone, New World Part 2. This is obviously the uh, show that aired in the spring and took a break for summer and then came back in the fall. And. They have defeated. They, they have. They have did it. They have somehow defend. Managed to. Uh, Senku and the crew have somehow managed to avoid being petrified forever again. Um, so yeah, obviously had some dramatic episodes. Had some really ex- excellently character paced episodes. The action obviously doesn't really stand out, but this series doesn't really necessarily rely on the action, per se. Obviously, rising wits, be able trying to be creative. And Senku just being like, yeah, I don't care what your past was. Just help me out and build this thing. That's basically what it comes down to. Um, it's going to have the fortunate thing of being able to finally have a season finish. Like, obviously, most anime don't actually go that long. Uh, so congrats to Dr. Dr. Stone and everybody involved in that series. Uh, they'll be able to, Who knows when it's going to come out? I don't know what's going to I don't think it's going to come out yet next year. I don't believe so. But uh, when it comes out, I will definitely be there for the final season for sure. So, yeah, good time. Good stuff, good stuff. So yeah, those couple of stories I mentioned definitely my favorites for this season. How did you even find time to watch as much anime, Justin? How? Um, some of these shows did not air on a week. They, uh, um, I find time. There you go. <laughs> I was gonna be something elaborate, but we had no time for figuring out my watching habits. We have to move on, Helen. So, weird news. Uh, there was a lot of it. There was a lot of weird news this year, Helen. Lots of it. I don't know if it was as good as, this, as the prior years, though. I will say that. 
you're gonna have to start with some of these because I'm just not as familiar. Why we do not know about the Attack on Titan Part Three Thousand Mega Mix Final Arc Super Special thing that happened where, for some dumb, bizarre reason, the final season of Attack on Titan aired. Um, I guess late twenty twenty into twenty twenty one. Like it, like it was it, it, like it's, I think it aired in like like late winter twenty twenty and then it went into twenty twenty one. Then it had a part two which aired in twenty twenty two, and it finally had its part three of its final season air in parts. <laughs> did, did I actually make sense there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've just given up caring about it. <laughs> so, and clearly, you seem to care more about this than I do. So. No, it's just like you, you don't really see situations like this before in an anime like this, and I suspect this will be the last time we see it because this was a mess in terms of just like how can you do this for yourselves? Um, I feel like the Zom thing is mostly like, yeah, it's just a for me thing, but you know, this was supposed to be like a Sunday series. Is there this originally aired on Sundays, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Most of his episodes this season, this year aired on a Monday for like overseas or especially U.S. audiences. Then it actually aired on a Sunday. I'm just like, what is happening, Bug Films? What is happening? And then, well, last year, uh, I think it was last year, we had Devil's a Part Timer. It took like a couple, uh, at least a good while before we had a new season of that. About um, a decade since the first one was when I was in college. Right. So I had to definitely shout out this year. Black Butler and the community of Sudoki are back after they've been gone like 12, like 10 plus years. Like they haven't, haven't heard anything for, well, um, for that long. Black, Black Butler's been around more recently since they've had a couple of more seasons. But yeah, um, I, I'm expecting like an explosion of Black Butler um, cosplays <laughs> at conventions next year. A whole bunch of people were like, oh yeah, I cosplayed this as a kid. I bet I could do so much better now. Gonna do much, much better than I did 10, 10 years ago for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like most of the things you put on here are your things like you put it down as weird news that pluto actually got finished where i always thought it was going to get finished it was just going to be a matter of time since they'd clearly already started and it, it just was announced took a while. in 2017 or supposedly leaked or whatever but we've known about this for like 20 since for years and never had no word about it and then all of a okay. sudden there's word about listen it. you guys are just built different. I grew up reading like high fantasy and everything where you sometimes can have like 10 year gaps between volumes. Like for me, yeah, this shit's normal. <laughs> I have faith as long as the author's not dead. Okay, but if there was any other industry, I would have probably gone along with you, but the anime industry is kind of weird. And especially now, it's just very bad. <laughs> so it's just like, what's happening? Nah, it's I still have faith happen. in it. All right, if, if you say so, hell, if you say so. Um, okay, but remember we had the NFTs and all that stuff that was very popular. And it's still maybe somewhat popular thing in Japan, but remember Arc Knights earlier this, this year had to send a cease and desist to an NFT platform for copyright infringement. <laughs> I did not remember this, but it sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> but yep, that happened. Yeah, uh, I did remember the English translator for Cypher Academy saying that they quit it just because it, it was just getting to be too much for them. It was just requiring like so much wordplay that they were having such a hard time working in English. They were like, you know what? I am just done with this project. Somebody <laughs> else can take it up. And it still is being simultub, so someone else has taken it up and hopefully they are finding it less 
aggravating than uh, the first translator did. It's Nisi Nisi Olsen. It's definitely going to be aggravating, but (laughs) there's no no doubt about it. It's still be aggravating. (laughs) Um, It's definitely not one that could survive an AI translation. (laughs) For a hundred percent. A thousand percent, too. A thousand percent. Um, Excuse me. I mean, necessarily, but like, if you told somebody back in like 2020, 2003 or 2013 that One Piece is actually going to be blowing up to where it could actually like get like a Netflix TV series, it would just pop up in like football stadiums. And I mean, even soccer, soccer and football stadiums, soccer, football, football stadiums, NFL stadiums, I should be more accurate. We'll have an ice show. And it would also be on Thanksgiving, have a Thanksgiving parade, even though that was kind of a disaster <laughs> in certain ways for for Luffy. Uh, but if you told somebody that that was happening in twenty in, in years from from then, like twenty twenty three, be like, "Heck's wrong with you? What are you talking about? Nobody wants One Piece." Is I mean, yes, nobody. Yeah, like, you didn't even in. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Even in twenty thirteen, I would have been surprised since. I feel like not many people were even reading it back then. I feel like it was still like the slowest of the big three to pick up. So yeah, I definitely would not have believed you with uh, this explosive rise. Yeah, it's it's been really wild to be honest with you. It does obviously coincide with how just anime in general has been taking like a different has been viewed in the past couple of years for sure. But it's still like obviously really wild to see it. To be quite honest with you. Uh, speaking of wild okay it's not as wild but the the fact that the not called how do you live it's not called the boy and the heron ghibli's ghibli's entire marketing for that was just yeah we're not going to say anything and just have the visuals yeah we know it's based of a book boom oh uh, wait it's hail miyazaki's final <laughs> final film and it turns out it wasn't even that closely based off of the book which well that's is how ghibli usually yeah, adapts books that, admittedly but yeah, still yeah that, that that's nothing new like that, that's the, the point is that was all we knew about it because they didn't want to release any sort of ad trailer etc for this until it came out in theories in japan and i'm just like there's no way this is gonna work right you gotta at least have the market people know what this is and I think no they knew what it was they knew it was a miyazaki film <sighs> okay they still, we still need to actually see what it looks like. What, what is all with y'all? But apparently, my 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 complaints are fall on deaf ears because though it still succeeded, um, it's now kind of rolling out in English. Obviously, had to have that had to have more marketing because obviously it's already came out in Japan, and then obviously with a packed English dub cast, it was definitely going to be on pace to succeed. But if I'm not mistaken, it definitely did some big numbers when it came out for over here. So yes, uh, across the pond and over to, and over here, it, it it's. It worked. Miyazaki's a madman, but he's also a genius. He did it, and he he's definitely gonna go out and retire and enjoy what his his last last victory lap, right? Right. I mean, they already reported that he's unretired. <sighs> we we need to move on, Helen. Come on, please, please. please. I am done with Miyazaki for no particular reason. But just just move on, Helen. We got all the weird news, don't we? Yeah, like, this is the year where somebody uh, released on Steam a um, tax-doing game where you could have an anime girl help you file your taxes, um, which was removed from Steam, I believe, because that sounds it was indeed kind of sketch. From Steam. <laughs> and it was also put out by the same people who did such things as, like, the little Nas X shoes with blood in them. 
because I remember at the time I then had to explain that whole thing to you because you had missed that. And, and I totally forgot about that part. <laughs> you reminded me about that too. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. This year we also did have the release of K manga, which um, <laughs> the embargo got broken on that one early, which was the first bad sign. And the second bad sign was that the day it was set to launch. Uh, Viz had bought out all of the advertising space on places like A&N to advertise their own new manga service separate <laughs> from Weekly Shonen Jump. I don't know how far in advance that was planned, but if it was planned spur of the moment, that was a kind of petty vindictiveness that I um, laughed at quite a bit. Also, the Viz site <laughs> is like better than the K-Manga site. The one thing is that Viz's websites are really set up with the idea that you have a keyboard. So if you try to view the website through a tablet for um, any particular reason, it doesn't work so well. So that's a functionality they should fix. But otherwise, yeah, get them. Get, get, get K-Manga and they're ridiculous. Oh, we're splitting the chapters into parts and you have to buy points or you can have tickets and they refresh at different rates and just, I do not want an entire goddamn thesis to help me read my manga. I will go to the piracy. And I and uh, don't forget you can't screenshot either, or you get banned. Um, yeah. And then this is such a long year. Right stuff. Right stuff. Really, that that's it. That was it for right stuff this year. It actually what was it thirty something years, thirty plus years, and it got absorbed yeah, by. Yeah, it started in like nineteen eighty nine, so like thirty five. Yep. Yep. Uh, Crunchyroll basically. Um, had bought it and then we were just kind of waiting I had my optimism obviously Helen was on point saying like yeah at some point Crusher's going to want to do the same thing they did to Funimation and that is exactly what they did um, still curious about how this functioning Crunchyroll is functioning now with this version of their store now and like I said I don't think what's happening now is I don't think it's going to be immediate changes like what's happening now was probably still on par with right stuff but then as time goes on it will probably be much different and that's when the worries will come in and if it's harder to get order manga and light novels and anime it's thanks to Crunchyroll thank you Crunchyroll for ruining everything thank you Sony and yes thank you thank you Sony oh yeah and this was also the year of Bigless Stickless Wolfwood you know say Big Trigun fan impulsively tweeting out their enjoyment of the novella, Here's How You Lose a Time War, just saying, <laughs> saying, just don't look up anything about this, just read it. It's like a two hour audiobook, just go. And that took that this audiobook, not audiobook, uh, this novella, which had already won some awards, but you know, was still kind of niche within the sci fi community, suddenly got much greater exposure, sent it rocketing up things like the Amazon bestseller list, and I was listening to a completely unrelated podcast, uh, Musical Splainin', and on one episode, they had um, one of the authors of this book come on just as one of the people who was talking about a musical they'd seen. God, I forget which episode. It was one of the recent ones. And she said, yeah, even <laughs> in Italy, <laughs> her publisher there, um, they put out a new edition of the book and they had like a little wraparound cover for it, you know, kind of like the obi you see on uh, Manga in Japan. That mm -hmm. was just a translation of the um, Piccolis Dickless Wolfwood <laughs> tweet. <laughs> you know, don't look up anything about this, just read it. <laughs> so that was very fun. That was, you know, people accidentally using their platforms to do good. <laughs> I still need to read it, though. I do have a copy of it. I already had a copy of it, but I still need to read it. 
Um, so that's an example of somebody doing good. Here's, excuse me, <clears throat> examples of companies doing bad as they, the, the, the push for AI has been kind of interesting because obviously the first, what's funny is the first thing I think that started this year was NFTs or I guess like what, the tail end of 2022 and then in the 2023 start NFTs. But then all of a sudden I would say like maybe like the second or like close to the second half of the year, AI was taking like a big, massive presence and not only just like obviously our space like manga and everything but in pretty much every other space uh voice uh, <clears throat> voice acting um obviously uh mtl translation everything like that um artists or art art was also another thing um it's always weird just to see like just how things change just like that in a dime. So it's always makes you wonder like what the heck's gonna be the next thing is gonna, <laughs> gonna pop up in twenty twenty four, right? Um, but I guess in terms of us, obviously, Magus Ride was the most recent addition to where they've already said that they're gonna use AI for samples. Whether this changes, we will find that out sooner or later. Um, we cannot forget that uh, Tesla Productions and I think uh, Weekly Shonen Champion, I guess what Kids Shonen tweet is, they uh, used a AI. Um, Prompt, I think, for Blackjack. Um, the my work, my understanding is that you, they were assisted with this, and then I think I saw another tweet that said they only use it as part of the process. That there were actual artists and everybody that was involved in creating this new chapter of Blackjack. So it's here or there or that. Um, a more anime recent one was Yuzuki Family's Four Sons, which definitely I don't think they actually said it was AI. But it was definitely some Japanese company that did this, and they had. I remember one of the some worst... people had downloaded the files, and they found like evidence in the metadata that it was like a, it was provided by a Japanese company, and most likely machine translation. Yeah, yeah, we're we're. And as bad as that was, they did fix it. However, I will probably keep thinking of the phrase "you are doing a Carson and Engine," <laughs> or however you actually say that. What was it? We know what word I'm talking about, though. <laughs> no, I know which exactly you're talking about, and I will definitely not forget Brother Falconer. Cannot, cannot put the falcon. <laughs> Goodbye, falcon. Brother Falcon. <laughs> Brother Falcon. Uh, that 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 was a time. Um, and yeah, obviously, I was just wondering a few things that happened with AI this year, and uh, obviously, this will probably not be the last time we discuss this either. So, whether it actually will be enough to wind up in next year's weird news, we will have to see. Okay, goodness, how much do we have left? Uh. Sort of weird news, Jujutsu Kaisen just getting spoiled all over the place, just repeatedly. Um, one thing we actually didn't bring up with the whole Ancient Magus Bride, we're doing this combat spoilers thing, is that the publishers in Japan just seem to have a real problem with stuff leaking early. Like, I feel like it's a biggest the biggest issue for the Weekly Shonen Jump magazine, with things just reaching stores a few days early and people taking advantage of that to scan and, you know, start translating from there. But... Jujutsu Kaisen was on a whole nother level. Like, I remember people oh, no. saying, did Duolingo just spoil me on this? Because apparently Duolingo had made a tweet that was um, suspiciously close to the events of Jujutsu Kaisen that week. So yeah, that was that was more wild than usual. Yeah, like, look, the thing is, with super popular shows, that obviously will make a bigger impact. So obviously, like, it's something almost happened, like Attack on Titan. Not at this level. So surprising. Not at this level of attack and attack. Like Juju's guys is supposed to just wow. I can literally looking at one unrelated thing, and I would see a spoiler for Juju. For Juju. I'm like, <laughs> why do I want to know about that Gojo? Why? 
Um, and then, like, I was talking about this a few weeks, like, like either a week or so later, like, my friends had, like, tweeted, like, had, we have, like, this group checking my friends on, on, on Facebook and Messenger and everything, and one of my friends had tweeted out or had sent, like, this link to, like, something happened, like, they were having, like, a, a funeral or, like, a, like one of those, like, memorials that they had, like, like for, for, for Gojo, <laughs> like, what, what, somewhere, in, what, somewhere, in, like, I forgot what country it was, but it happened, I'm like, what in the, why do I need to know this now? Why? <laughs> So you really couldn't like avoid like any sort of spoilers. So it's just like, what is happening here? Like you really just—it was really a case where, at, at this point, it's like maybe companies really have to do something because this is unacceptable. Like it really was. You already have a legitimate way of doing this, but it leaks two or three days later or earlier. Not not great, guys. Not great. Um. So you know how. I mean, winter trip to Japan should be kind of nice and everything. It should be nothing or not out of order or that. But for some reason, A&N's version was just so hilarious because the person they, who they wanted to actually who wanted, they were trying to reach out to, couldn't reach out to them, I guess, through email, had no other way of contacting them. So they did the next best thing. Well, blast it on Twitter. <laughs> Um, this, the, the, the unfortunate thing is it led to like people figure out who the heck is Tandra Hulam? Who is that? If I Google this person, why do you seem like you're in jail or something like that? Um, yeah, <laughs> that was that was wild. Simple case of mistaken identity by um, overeager denizens of the internet. Yeah, that that, that was wild. <laughs> uh, I can't say I've ever seen that before. Let's hope that's the last time because that that really shouldn't be the case. To be honest with you, God um, knows I would be so embarrassed if that's how they had to contact me. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like I would be like. Okay, I don't know this person. I, who, who's this? If, if somebody actually said we've been reaching out for like months or weeks, like where are you? And we had to put your name on Twitter. If they contact somebody, I'd be like, I don't know who this tangent person is. I, you, that's somebody else. You got the wrong number. Buy it. Just nope off, off the internet forever. Just, just nope. <laughs> um, remember, boys and girls, if you happen to, uh, if you make sure you know who you're dealing with when you're meeting somebody for the first time, because you don't want to be like this one person who somehow mixed up. Rensuke Oshikiri with, with Shuzo Oshimi. Because if you do, you might get a comic made out of you. So, yes. Um, the High School Girl uh, high school girl creator talked about this manga editor meeting that went really wrong. Because the manga editor thought he was talking to Oshimi, not Oshikiri. And by the time it was, it was they realized the mistake, it was already over. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, I think, I, I guess sometime after that, Obviously, I think I don't know when this I was the meeting happened, but then Oshikiri decided to make a tweet, uh, a tweet about that in comic form, and it was hilarious. So, just like you know, make sure you know who you're speaking with. Very important. And then I think we're up to our final weird news of the year, the, Justin. The, right? It, it, this is the final weird news. It can only, this is going to only be the last one, Helen. It can only be the last yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, we've talked about um, it's the is the guy of. Um, the guy with the hundred girlfriends, right? Oh no, no, it's a girlfriend, girlfriend creator. Sorry. You go, you go, you go, go Aho girl, Aho girl. Don't you work? Don't you work? Hiroyuki has written a strange new series, and let me get the full title of this, just because it's very funny. Um, the title of the new work is a manga artist who has four works animated went into debt for fifty million yen as a result of being addicted to wristwatches. 
<laughs> and on the cover it also says things like, I even bought Omega, Rolex, and A-Lang, and Snowy watches. And it doesn't just um, stop there. Read this and you'll want to buy watches too. Uh, Hiroyuki is a manga artist who has had four animated works. So we are all assuming that he has gone into 50 million yen debt, which would be about 338,000 US dollars right now, buying wristwatches. So yeah, just... I guess this is a way for him to make money to pay off the debts? I have so many questions There are so many questions. I don't think any of us, anyone has answers. Five questions. We'll never have answers unless Hiroki himself gives us, gives us the answers. But but this was just wild. And you know what was wilder to me? Okay, this is actually wild. But the, the thing is, I'm looking at the quote tweets, and I'm seeing people say, yes, you can definitely get it to, to wrist watches. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you know how expensive these are? How could you get that addicted to them? How? It, 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 that, that, this is definitely... We, we talk about, like, Weird News Hall of Fame. We got the... Got the clamp thing with Tokyo Babylon. Uh, that's definitely up in the Hall of, Weird Hall of, News Hall of Fame. I still uh, want to see that... <laughs> that lost media. I still want to see... What the heck? Go hands animated. We, 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 I'm sure there's another thing that's in the Hall of Fame of weird that I'm just like... What, what, why and then how and then yes but this is definitely out there in terms of what is his fear to, what is Hiroki doing and did did he actually make his money back did, did he actually do it is he out of debt we will not go the answer until until later <laughs> I believe that is all the podcasting we're going to do in 2023 Helen I think that's it uh, if we record anything more before 2024, I'm going to be very confused. <laughs> All right. So you can follow the Yoshi Podcast on App Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, ask for any you have, um, subscribe to email, um, you can check out Yoshi.com for reviews and futures. You can check out our Twitter account, at Yoshi, for all the news and especially like random stuff. Like I put out the Kadokawa uh, Delicious Dungeon Sound pup thing on there too. So yeah, if it's decent enough, I will probably tweet that out. I'll try to tweet that out on the on Twitter. From here on Twitter, I coming on gonna know me. Maybe still retreating fire three other stuff. You can find me on Twitter and Blue Sky at Wandering Dreamer. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we're bringing just on the Blue Sky folks. I, I think you guys are gonna have to follow him on Twitter until that ship burns. But um, you can also find me on my other podcast, um, which is Mung in Your Ears. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Manga in Your Ears. On Blue Sky is under at Taiku Podcast. The website is Taiku Podcast. We just did our favorite manga of 2023 episode, and I have invited myself onto the Taiku Podcast's um, favorite anime of 2023 episode. Yet again, I've invited myself onto this. And so if anyone wants to send in their lists of anime or manga they enjoyed this past year, we will read them out on the show. Um, and if I know you, I will rib you for your choices. But if you are a stranger, I will be very respectful and not say anything about your choices. Until next time, folks. See ya. Everybody have a happy new year. See y'all in 2024.